Hello and welcome to Evolve Pipe Drive Podcast, where we talk all things pipe drive, sales, apps, and pipe drive marketplace. My name is Bruce Bignall, I'm the sales director here at Evolve, and today I'm very, very happy to be joined by Casey Hill, the head of growth at Bonjuro, a video platform that allows you to easily use personal video to convert more outbound prospects and inbound leads. Now, I'm super, super excited to be talking to Casey today for a couple of reasons. One, he's super passionate. Every time I've spoken with him, he's been super passionate about what he does. Um, he's also just learnt, launched his own podcast with Majoro. Um, I think the first three are out now, so do go check that out. Um, he's also got experience across sales and marketing, so uh, and is a, a true CRM expert in in the, in the whatever form of word you want to <laughs> come across. That like he, he knows his stuff, so he's going to add a lot of value to, to uh, the conversation here. He's also the founder of Hill Gaming Company. Um, now, I hope he doesn't mind me saying this, but it's a business that produces physical uh, tabletop and card games. Um, and I wanted to put this in because my wife wanted me to ask if they're suitable to take camping in the summer. So maybe we'll, we'll get into that after the call. Um, but also, Bonjuro has just launched an integration with Pipedrive and is now live on the Pipedrive Marketplace. So you can find that in the description after... Um, wherever you listen to this on, on, on YouTube or, or Spotify. So Casey, welcome. Uh, please can introduce yourself um, to, to our audience and introduce Bonjuro. Yeah, brilliant. Well, Bruce, thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm excited to, to get into some of these topics and chat with you today. Um, my name's Casey. I run growth for Bonjoro. We're a personal video email tool. I've been there for about three years and my background has basically been in the software space, working with either CRMs or ESPs like email automation tools for the last 10 years. Um, and so I've worked for companies in either a marketing or a sales capacity. And I've also done a lot of consulting, both with individual small businesses, as well as institutional consulting, meeting with BlackRock, McKinsey, Goldman Sachs, companies like that that are looking at making large investments and just kind of educating around the overall marketing conditions. So SaaS pricing trends, SaaS MarTech, all of those types of things. So excited to answer questions and uh, provide whatever insights I can uh, for today. And yes, I also have an e-commerce, small little (laughs) e-commerce business. In 2018, we launched on Kickstarter, 800% funded our first title called Archon, which is a small game that actually fits into, it's like the size of a card box. So absolutely can be taken perfect. camping uh, to answer the uh, the question provided there. Perfect, perfect. Um, <laughs> well, well, great. So obviously a lot of um, our audience is already on Pipedrive or they're considering the switch. So uh, I think whatever we get into to next and whatever you come to share, I think they're going to get a lot of uh, value from this. So yeah. fr- from the Bonjuro size, what what... What business problem is Bonjuro solving? Yeah, great question. So I think right now we kind of live in a world of automation, right? Anyone, anyone who's signed up for any tools kind of knows the standardized experience, right? You sign up, you get like a standardized drip of emails that are coming out to you at a certain cadence. And there's kind of this faceless um, mm. veneer that has now been developed with a lot of the interactions with these brands. So we kind of saw that business fundamentally, we think, still happens person to person. And we think the more that brands are able to create those actual relationships, the more that they can convert more traffic, but also retain and ultimately create stronger relationships on an ongoing basis. So I think it's really important to note that in the world today, especially if you're in B2B, you need to embrace this idea of customer lifetime value, which is not just what does someone spend right now? It's what does that person spend over the entire 
time that they remain a customer? What does the next decade look like, right? So do they buy more services? Do they stick with you and pay again the next year, right? Do they refer and tell their friends about you? Are they an advocate for your brand? All of these are super important to think about. So Bonjoro comes in when you want to create a personal relationship right off the bat, welcome someone, make that person feel seen. It comes in post-sale. So once someone becomes a customer to show that authentic gratitude and say, hey, welcome to our community or welcome to our organization, welcome to the family kind of deal where you try to change that just standardized automated style of a relationship and actually get in front of them. And if used effectively, ask questions and start a real dialogue. So this is another really important thing I like to say when it comes to video. The best use of video or any personalization technique you use is to start a real conversation because a relationship is fundamentally a two-way back and forth. You can have amazing high converting marketing that doesn't produce relationships, but if you want to produce relationships, you have to get people talking back to you. And I will guarantee that if someone sees you, they see your facial expression, they see your tone as a human being, they're going to be much more likely to communicate back than if they get a routine automated follow-up because you have you're just so much more memorable in the inbox through the leveraging of a channel like video. Yeah, that, that's, that's a super, super um, good point, actually, isn't it? About the uh, the face versus the, the email that everyone's getting so many emails now. Um, that kind of pattern interrupts and how, how do you do that? So actually kind of leads into the next question. So how... how a business is using this now. So what, what's a typical Bonjour customer? What do they look like? Is there a specific industry? Obviously you mentioned there that it could be at the beginning of a lifestyle cycle. It could be post-sale. Um, yeah. What, what does a typical Bonjour customer look like? Yeah. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of them, right? We deal with um, a lot of service oriented businesses. Obviously service oriented businesses are heavily about relationships right? Ongoing, how if someone refers, if someone tells other people, that's super important part of the relationship. So there's services, there's B2B and software companies, there's e-commerce and online styles of businesses, there's charities and even universities. So we deal with a lot of different niches. Essentially, really any business where the relationship is a core part of the conversation. And I would argue that the more capacity there is for customer lifetime value, meaning that it's not just a one-time thing right now and that person never sees you again, but there's this ongoing relationship that's going to happen over the years. That's where I think personal video is very powerful in those specific industries. And in terms of where people use it, this is also really broad. I mean, we see it used across sales, across customer onboarding and customer success, and across customer support. But To start with, I often find that the number one use case is what I call first interaction. So that can be variable. If you're a self-serve service and someone just comes on and buys your product as an e-commerce company, your first touch point might be when they become a customer and you might send them a personal welcome. Hey, we're about to ship out your XYZ. Just wanted to say thank you so much. If you're a company that has kind of like a pipeline, your first interaction might be an inquiry. Someone comes in and they ask a question. They might've sent an inquiry in to four different companies right? But you're going to be the one to send a personal video and stand out from all the other responses, put a human face behind that brand. And they're like, oh, wow, that, that stands out, right? None of the other three people responded to their inquiry with an actual personal touch. And I think the signal there is, look, 
you're significant enough. You matter enough to us as an organization that we're going to take time out of our busy day to do this thing for you. Yeah. That's, that's the signal that I think is important. Um, so we can go as deep as you want into the use case about say that that first interaction point, wherever it is on the funnel is a great place to kick off. Yeah. There's two things that, make, that strike me there. So it's that, that human interaction piece. So it used to be, um, you know, the, the, uh, the handwritten note on a on someone's desk or the handwritten note on the proposal that's um or you know the letters that that kind of pattern tra- oh that person's taken time to put this post-it on on my desk here or whatever else uh and then the the, the other side is that first interaction you've got a really cool story kind of how you came into bonjour right so and um, your first experience with bonjour you've shared with me before if you don't mind sharing that so yeah, I, I think yeah. that kind of first interaction is, is a really good um, example of just how valuable it can be to, to a business 100 percent. yeah so i was a sales director and our team had a problem with demo no-shows right about 40 percent of our people weren't showing up to book calls in with my reps and we were doing all the standard stuff we were sending reminders we were even doing sms reminders calendly was sending the automated follow-ups and we still had the same problem So we started looking for solutions. We found Bonjoro as a potential one. And what we did is right after someone booked, we had a task get created, a video task for our rep. And that rep could then click and say, hey, Sarah, hey, John, super excited to chat with you on Friday um, and kind of set the agenda, have a human face behind it. And it was really powerful for a couple of reasons. Number one, I think it's much harder to no-show or not respond to a human being once there's that actual connection. But number two, I think it helped people reframe the conversation from, this is a salesperson, and my expectation is that I'm going to talk with a salesperson, which, to be frank, people put a a low value. Mm -hmm. People don't find that. It's like, they feel like they're going to be sold. They don't really look forward to it. They do it because they want core information, but they don't love doing it. Two, I'm going to meet with a consultant, and that feels much more valuable right? It feels much more valuable to meet with a consultant. So if someone says, hey, look, we work with a ton of insert your business type, right? And, you know, here's some of the top stuff we're doing and here's some of the top problems we're solving. So really excited to get into this with you and see if you have any of those same challenges. And if I'm a person going through that and I'm a plumbing business or I'm a software company or whatever I am, and I hear that and I'm like, yeah, actually that is my problem. I have that same challenge. That's super interesting. And that's going to get that person to show up. So we cut no-show rate in half. Um, and that was really powerful. And one of the things I think is also really important to remember, I, I love all types of personalization. I love personal, uh, you can call people, you can send notes, but I want to highlight one of the things that is unique about video. I want to use an example that I thought was really interesting. It was a Ted talk. It was a memory expert and the memory expert took two rooms. And in one room, he said, I want people to remember the name Baker. And in the other room, he said, I want you to remember someone whose profession is a baker. And he went back and he saw which one of those groups remembered better. Well, it turns out the one where it was a profession was like 80%. That group was 80% better at recall. And the reason was there's context in your brain for a baker. You've probably been to a bakery. You know, there's smells. There's maybe the white hats. There's all this context. Whereas the name is ambiguous. It's isolated. You don't even know male or female. You don't know any context about that. And so I think that's the key. When you send a video, that facial expression, that tone, that body language, 
right? When you're talking with someone, you very quickly make an assessment. Can I trust this person? Do they seem just like a solid, wholesome person? It's exceptionally hard to do that by text message. It's exceptionally hard to do that. Even with a note, you don't have those other elements. So that's one of the unique powers of video is you create immediate context and that immediate context makes you more memorable. Yeah. What's, I'm sure I saw some research around video being outside versus inside, right? So if someone's walking with their, with their video, um, that, that has a higher engagement. Is that, is that true or do you, do you see that as well? Yeah, I definitely see that a lot of our power users do it outside. I, to me, it's all about, it's important to remember that personal video is about relatability. So when you do like professional produced video, like Instagram and all these other channels, those are often what I call aspirational. You're producing stuff that's like people want to aspire to this thing. And personal video is fundamentally different. That's actually not the focus. It's not aspirational. It's all about relatability. Yeah. So by doing that, doing it in a casual context where if your dog starts barking or your kid runs into the room or you interrupt or you you know run into a tree or something, we've had all sorts of silliness. Those videos are often the highest performing. As funny as it sounds, those are the highest performing because someone watches that, they're like, oh, okay, this is a human being on the other line. And that's what you're trying to do with that personal video is to set the stage of a relationship where you can't talk to someone face-to-face in that interaction, but you can leave them this video and give them a sense of who you are as a human being. And so with that said, doing it outside or wherever your environment, whatever environment you're comfortable in, that's yeah. that's the key. It's about like the authenticity. If you're more comfortable in your studio, that's fine. Do it in your studio. If you're more comfortable going out for a walk, like that's what I usually do. I do mine every day while I go on daily walks around my neighborhood um, here in Carlsbad. And that's what I like. And so when you're in your natural element, you're going to be more relaxed. You're going to be candid. You're going to get a little bit off of that scripted, you know, hi, your, your eyes are all big and you're trying to remember the right words. It's like, get rid of that for a second. Yeah. And just take a step back and be a human with another person, you know, try to get to know them, ask them questions, share a little bit about yourself. That's the type of messaging that will be really powerful. Hmm. Yeah, I, love I told you there'd be um, some good, <laughs> this would be some good content on this one. So thanks for that, Casey. Um, <laughs> in terms of Bonjuro, what's the, as, as a company, what do you cover you, UK? Are you kind of, yeah, what markets are you kind of targeting? Yeah, great question. So we're headquartered in Sydney, Australia, but the primary, our largest chunk of customers is in the United States. So about 55% of our customers are located in the United States. Our second biggest is in Europe, UK, and around all of Europe is number two, then Australia, then Canada, and a handful of other places. But we're truly a, a global company. We have people from all over the world, even our internal team. We have people in the States, we have people in the UK, we have people in South Africa. Um, I just hired someone in Bucharest. So people are spread out all over the world. Um, We're a remote first company. And so we've always kind of embraced that culture from the onset. So both our customers as well as our employees are are all over the world. Nice. And what does the, um, what does the future look like for for Bonjuro there? So is, is it... Um, obviously team expansion, I guess, or, or is it features? Is it, you know, what, what's the, do, do you go into the yeah. metaverse? <laughs> what's the future look like for Bonjuro? That's an awesome question. And so we see that our, the future is a growth from product to platform. So right now you, you have kind of like a product where we see us moving is we are all about helping people create customer delight 
and then leveraging that customer delight for business impact. So we see that there's kind of this journey. Someone comes into your ecosystem and they're kind of like anonymous, unknown. You could call them like a casual customer. And over time, through specific effort, you can build that person into an advocate. And we want to make it incredibly easy and give you a bevy of different tools that allow you to interact and create that customer delight experience over time. So a personal video might be a great way to bring them in. And then there's a series of additional interactions over time that could be valuable. Imagine that I know someone's favorite sports team, right? Well, how incredible would it be on their birthday to get a jersey from their favorite sports team, right? That would be a really cool personalized interaction. So there could be a whole bunch of different points where we try to make it incredibly easy for teams to at scale personalize and create the interaction points that are gonna to lead to that long-term relationship. And that's what we see as the billion dollar business. Mm. The billion dollar business is helping make it incredibly simple and straightforward to take people from casual customer to what we call super fan. So that is the overall long-term vision. We wanna continually release tools and basically infrastructure in this platform that facilitates that. Great, that's, that's a big, big, audacious goal. I like it. And what I <laughs> also like about that, you, you've built a platform that looks great, has everything that needs to kind of build out the, the, the scale that you need there, which t t takes me to your integration with Pipedrive, right? So how do, yeah. how, how do they integrate? Obviously, um, we spoke a lot about Bonjuro there, but how, how does Bonjuro integrate with Pipedrive in, in this kind of, in this, in this world? Yeah. 100%. So a lot of people inside of Pipedrive, right, are working inside of their deal flow, right? You have deals, those deals have different specific stages as they progress. So when you get a brand new deal, as an example, you can create a Bonjoro automatically so that you can engage and interact with that person. That's one example of a connection point between the two. Deal added inside happens inside of Pipedrive. You create a task automatically where your rep can welcome that person and start that conversation or relationship. Or let's say that you like to be a little more specific. Once a lead comes in, you're not quite ready to have that personal touch yet. You want to qualify them first. So you can use a trigger deal updated when they're moved to the qualified stage. At that point, you create a task internally to interact or to engage with them, right? So at any point, at any stage, as a deal moves through progression that you think, look, we need to reduce friction at this specific stage in the customer journey. That's a great spot to use a personal video. So that's the other thing, besides kind of first touch, it's also about where you have friction. So look, someone might say, look, we're great at getting deals in, we're great at getting them on demos. Our problem is close around the contract, right? We get that contract out there and then people just go quiet. And I send them an email and I follow up and I call them and I say, and they seem so excited. On the call they said like, it seemed like it was a done deal. And suddenly they're ghosting me and I don't understand why, right? That's that opportunity for you to follow up with a personal video. And instead of just like, kind of like checking on the deal, right? Have it be something that's personal and related. So I've done all sorts of, you know, I have a conversation, I take notes. I really try to get to know that person. I might follow up and I might have a book recommendation. Hey, I know we were chatting about different stages that you move through as a tech company. Well, I just read Crossing the Chasm and I love that. I think it would be perfect. Send me your address. I'd love to send you a copy of it, yeah. right? Someone's like, whoa, okay, that was pretty cool. And then they're gonna respond and then they're gonna get talking to you. So it's just about getting that conversation moving 
when the conversation becomes stalled. And by the way, when you send personal videos, a lot of times too, when someone would be ghosting you, they might write back and say, look, we decided to go in a different direction. Yeah. But at least it's not quiet. You're not sitting there forever unknown. Yeah, and there's a point I think you touched upon earlier. This isn't about a broadcast medium. You're using these videos to um, elicit a response, right? So whether it's if there's some friction, you want to get some response back. Um, so yeah, so that, that that's a... Yeah. Um, yeah, it's 100%. Basically, relationships are two-sided. Yeah. And so if you're trying to build relationships with customers, it's all about creating conversations that happen. And that's going to give you meaningful feedback whether someone closes with you or not, but definitely gives you the upper edge to bring more people through because versus your competition and versus all the other tools or options that they're demoing or they're speaking with those teams, hopefully you've differentiated yourself now with investing in the relationship with that person. Yeah. Um, great. We'll, we'll, we'll be sure to, um, we'll record a, a video kind of of the two platforms together. So you can you'll be able to see that in the, in the description as well. So, um, yeah, well, thank you for that Casey. Um, absolutely. So as, as we look to close, like you obviously you, you've shared some of your story, how you came into Bonjuro, but what, what was the journey? So did Bonjuro pull you in? How, how, did you say, I need to work with this company? Because you said you've been there for a couple of years now. What, what was that journey to, to get to the head of growth at Bonjoro? What does that look like? Yeah, you know, it's kind of a, it's a funny story, really. So we were using Bonjoro. Bonjoro actually flew out to our conference. We had a conference um, called Entrepalooza. I worked for an inbound CRM slash ESP tool. And so I got to meet the team, great folks. And I was at an interesting point because I had just launched um, my e-commerce company, Hill Gaming Company. Yeah. And so I d started to do a ton of marketing internally. I wasn't a marketer by trade. I never went to school for being a marketer, but I was working with a company that was basically working with small businesses doing marketing stuff. And then I was now doing it myself. I was spending tens of thousands of dollars on ads and on sponsorships and on events. And I was doing all this stuff. And I, I loved the storytelling and some of those core aspects of marketing. So I historically by trade had worked in sales, but now I had started to get into marketing and they, I think saw that and said, would you love to head up growth, which is going to sit over both sales and marketing. And I, th I saw that as a phenomenal opportunity to kind of expand the total impact that I could have. And so that's what then brought me over. I started working with this small, you know, startup team. Bonjour was started in 2017. And so it was this, this pivot from you know around 200 people to around 20 people at the time that I joined and just came on board and got to work on all these amazing organic growth levers you know mm -hmm. we started get it doing a ton of podcasts we started doing a lot of thought leadership in the market um, and it was an amazing experience and I feel like it's a hyper growth environment when you just kind of get in there and you start trying to see what shakes loose um, in kind of the open field that they gave me so I loved it. And I feel like the last three years have been a tremendous learning curve in terms of what I've kind of absorbed just from firsthand testing, yeah. just from getting in there and trying this, trying this, trying this. And so it's been, it's been a great ride. Yeah. And, and kind of shout out to, to Eric, your side. And I know we spoke about this kind of offline, but um, that I really feel that kind of personalization and, and just work with you guys. I, I do feel that whether it's the videos, whether it's the, the, the good content that he's sharing with me so um that you're you're what you guys are walking the walk which is which is which is very cool um yeah eric eric's our partner coordinator uh for anyone who's not familiar sorry, yeah. eric's our partner coordinator so he 
he kind of reaches out and starts, you know, talking with organizations that are in our kind of space, um, like the people at Evolve were, obviously. And so that's what kind of first put us into contact. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's very good. Hats off. Um, well, I won't take my hats off for those that are watching. I've got terrible hair right now. Um, <laughs> so a couple of quick fire questions just as, as, as we look to wrap up. Um, highlights um, around the integration, like from obviously it's, it's, it's new on, on Pipedrive, but for what you've seen, what's uh, yeah, what's what's been a highlight for you to see with between the with the integration? Yeah, I think really it's that new lead conversion is is super powerful. I think we have a lot of people who are cre- having personal touch points when people first enter into their ecosystem and they're seeing that elevation in conversion, whether that's trial conversions in the context of a software company or whether that's conversion of inquiries or new requests or new quotes that come in for service-oriented businesses. We're seeing a ton of impact in sectors like that as people send those first messages to people and users are just feel really kind of seen and, and this is exciting that they have another human on the other end that they can deal with. Yeah, love it. And in terms of Bonjuro users, what would be the kind of top tips for the newbies? And then what would be a, a tip for those that are kind of they've been using video content and, and you know, whether it's Bonjuro or another platform, what would what would you say for them to excel? So from the for the newbies and using video and for the, those that want to excel. For sure. So for newbies, I would say start with a simple use case and start with wherever you have the most pain. So wherever's the biggest problem, is it new lead conversion? Is it demo attendance? Is it converting specific deals? Is it people ghosting? Look at your pipeline, decide where you have friction, start just there. You know, don't, Bonjoro can be used in 20 different areas, but don't start with 20, start with one. Mm and just try to solve that problem first. That's what I would say for newbies. For advanced users, I would say take advantage of tool or of features like filters inside of Bonjoro. So filters are gonna allow you to only create videos based on certain criteria. So for instance, if a deal is over a certain amount of value, right? Or if it over a certain lead score, or if it has some specific field values, you can only create a video in that case, or you can route it to specific people. So yeah, let's say that someone puts... or something. Exactly. If someone specializes in a certain area, we deal with a lot of international teams. So if someone comes in in a certain time zone, you can actually have it trigger and go to people in that correct time zone so they can interact in a more timely fashion with that person. There's all these amazing things that you can do with filters to push through more specific tasks to more specific people. So if you're a more advanced user that's what I would start to look at. How can I make that as robust as possible? Yeah, I like that. And we know people that Pipedrive do listen to this. So, and as you have used Pipedrive, is there a Pipedrive feature request that you'd love to see built within Pipedrive? Um, Pipedrive feature request that I would love to see inside of Pipedrive. Um, I wonder, you know, as we've kind of discussed before, Bruce, um, I've been inside of Pipedrive. I don't have an incredibly deep background inside of Pipedrive specifically. I do wonder whether like things like lead scoring, how robust that is internally. I know that you'd mentioned to me in a talk outside that sometimes people are using external tools to feed in things like that lead score. So it'd be interesting to see what that might be able to look like if used internally. Um, yeah, I don't know what the state of that is currently. Yeah, so you can have 
certain different labels, you can create different triggers that where they come from or the engagement from different platforms. Um, Pipedriver just launched campaigns as well, so which is basically um, like a MailChimp within Pipedrive is, is the simplest way to describe it. Um, so yeah, okay. there, there are certain ways to kind of lead score there. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think that lead scoring is certainly that that's a bit of your marketeers ha- ha- coming on, right? And then how, how can you then help the sales team? So that that's, I think that's a really good insight because a lot of marketeers forget they're actually trying to drive sales and a lot of sales guys forget if they just talk with, with a marketing department, they can get better campaigns. <laughs> Um, so yeah, a hundred percent. Those, those departments are completely interrelated. And I believe, I mean, this is kind of like how I operate when I set up, we use lead scoring extensively internally at Bonjoro. And it absolutely is a combination of both marketing and sales related motion. So we don't want it to be purely like, do they click on this email and do they click on this link and some of those specific triggers? We look at that kind of behavior, but we also look at a lot of other like nature of the interaction with the person. When is that deal supposed to close? What is that person talking like? What is their budget? What is their deadline? There's all these other factors that feed into for our team, what we look at when we talk about lead score. So I absolutely see value from both the CRM and marketing side when we look at that. And the more that you combine those in a, in a kind of a congruent way, the more complete picture I think that you get overall of the health of that customer in your overall funnel. Great. Um, no, thanks for that. Is there anything in particular that you would like to touch upon uh, before we sign off? I mean, I think this has been kind of a, a good walkthrough overall. What I always like to just tell people is one of the things that I think is super important when we talk about personalization, when we talk about relationship building, is just remembering the importance of the core message. And what I mean by that is because for years, I've, I've given people all kinds of optimizations. Here's how you increase open rates. Here's how you increase watches and clicks and responses. And I have a whole book of those kind of things. And those are great, right? But at a core level, everything comes back to the actual message itself, mm. right? Like no amount of tactical stuff will change if the person doesn't invest in actually just having a human, powerful core message. No, no spe- uh, you know, subject line or specific trick you can do with the thumbnail or design element it is going to get around just someone being a human. And that's why it can be so tough sometimes to coach. You know, if you're talking with a team, if someone has a team where they're just reading from a script and it's like, how can I modify this script? And it's almost like, well, maybe the way you modify the script is by not having a script, right? Mm-hmm. Because the person naturally feels mechanical, no matter what you tell them to say, if all they're doing is just reading and it's very rote. And so I encourage people, whether you use something like Bonjour or whether you use some other form of personalization in your business, just embrace this idea that if you get to know that individual, if you get them responding back to you, that is incredibly powerful. I'm just going to share one other final kind of factoid that kind of shows this. I'm I'm a data-driven person. So I did a really extensive analysis when I send welcome Bonjouros to people. We looked at what is the conversion rate when someone replies back to a Bonjouro And then what is the conversion rate when someone replies back at least three times? So there's like an actual back and forth conversation. And when I did that, it was fascinating. Here's what it showed. When someone responds back even once, it lifts conversion, but not by a crazy amount. I believe it was like 4% lift in conversion. When someone responds back three times, if you have three back and forth, it literally was a 50% higher conversion rate than the other cohorts, which is amazing. And what I take away from that 
is the person that responds back three back and forth. That's an actual conversation, right? The first one might just be like, oh, hey, thank you for that personal video. That was great, right? Which is cool. It means it was seen. It means it was appreciated. But the magic happens when you actually get that person communicating back and forth. Oh, that is really cool. Actually, my main problem was X. Oh, totally understand. Here, I'm going to attach this, this case study that I think will speak directly to that. Hey, went through the case study. That was super helpful. But do you know anything else about this specific thing? Yeah, absolutely. And you have a real conversation with someone. Now they've made that much emotional commitment with you as an organization. The chances they move forward with you are just astronomically higher. So as a parting note, invest in creating that real back and forth. And no matter what industry from B2B or services or online creators, I think you'll see a massive change in your overall conversion and your long-term customer lifetime value. Yeah, that, that's a really good point. And I just wanted to kind of echo what something you said earlier to kind of cap off on that as well about the customer delight over time, right? So if, if, if you can do that from the first interaction to, you know, late, later on, um, you know, post-sale, that customer delight over time is, is, uh, is, is super, super important. Um, 100%. So what's the best way to step to date with, with the latest Bonjour information? Like, is, is it finding you on LinkedIn? What's, what's the best way to um, do that? Yeah, yeah, there's a couple different things you can do. So we're, we always try to, if you come in and you sign up to test out Bonjour, test out a trial, um, you can not only test that connection, but you'll also get updates from us nice. on new features, new things we're releasing, the new growth of the platform. You can always reach out to me directly. My email is Casey, C-A-S-E-Y at Bonjoro. If you just have any questions, hey, Casey, this is our situation. This is what we're trying to do, or this is our problem, or this is what we're trying to solve. Happy to provide you clarity and point you in the right direction, depending on what you're trying to do. And if anyone wants to kind of follow insights around how to maximize customer lifetime value or anything like that, the new podcast that I just launched is called Customer Lifetime Value University Podcast. Um, And I interview some of the smartest minds out there. Um, We just had a talk with Gainsight, which has over a thousand employees, the CEO, Nick, um, from there. And we have a lot of top thought leaders around how to create that long-term customer lifetime value in quick 10 to 20 minute bite-sized episodes. So that's another great way. Check that out if that's something that, you know, you're trying to optimize in your business. Yeah, great. And uh, so I'll be sure to put links in the show notes for that, as well as um, trial for for Bonjour that you can find on the Park Drive Marketplace as well. Um, So... That's it for this week. Uh, and if you'd like to get a demo from, from the team at Majuro, um, follow that in, in the description. Um, so thank you for listening. This has been the Evolve Pipe Drive podcast, where we talk all things pipe drive, sales, apps, and a pipe drive marketplace. Casey, it's been a pleasure and uh, look forward to talking to you again soon. Likewise. Cheers. Thanks, Bruce.